We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're talking more senior bowl standouts. Are these guys sleepers or traps? It's Curtis and Dave on Rotoviz Radio. What's up, Rotoviz? Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Curtis Patrick. I'm joined by Dave Cabin. We're back for more Senior Bowl Week standout analysis. This is a fun week because we get into some guys that, you know, I, well, well, first off, the Senior Bowl has just been growing in popularity as a, uh, an event that players are going to, even if they may have a strong enough profile that they didn't really need it for extra exposure. I think, you know, agents have seen the value of working with some of these NFL team uh, coaching rosters um, during uh, this week in Mobile. But it's also just fun because of the new names that you get to learn and the profiles that you research that aren't showing up on all the awards lists and aren't showing up on all the, you know, Mel Kuyper, Daniel Jeremiah, Todd McShay, top 100 list, et cetera, et cetera, for the past couple of years. And so these episodes have been fun and I've sparked some real interest in the rookie class for for both Dave and myself. We are going to talk about some pretty interesting players in this episode. Dylan Lobb, who is a running back from New Hampshire, also working at the wide receiver position uh, at the Senior Bowl, which is interesting. You know that's going to check some boxes for our Rotoviz sentiments here. And we're also going to talk about Ricky Pearsall, wide receiver out of Florida, and Jamari Thrash, wide receiver out of Louisville. So that's content we're going to cover. This episode is brought to you, as always, by FFPC. It's myffpc.com. That is the home of Rotoviz Triflex Dynasty Fantasy Football. That's that's where you should be playing Dynasty. No league has ever folded. Uh, there are many, many different price points to play at, starting at $77 all the way up through $5,000 per league. I mean, if you want to play for some serious jack, you can do it on FFPC. Check it out, myffpc.com. All right, Dave. So... If I told you there was a running back at Senior Bowl week um, that has two consecutive seasons with at least 49 receptions to his name, over 1,200 receiving yards and double-digit receiving touchdowns, I'm guessing you'd be pretty interested. Yeah. And I I think you'd be even further interested if you heard that he had nearly 2,000 career rushing yards with 24 rushing touchdowns on over 400 carries. 
And would you even be more interested if he was from the northeast part of the country where you live and wore a cowboy collar in high school? <laughs> I would be very, <laughs> very interested. All right. Well, I've got good news for you because Dylan Lobb uh, is is making a name for himself here at Senior Bowl Week, and he's got a, a really interesting profile. We're going to use the Rotoviz Prospect Box Score Scout to check out a little bit more of his profile and try to contextualize it in this class. We'll we'll do some fun guessing games on where he might be drafted. We can solve for his athletic uh, measurements, uh, physical measurements rather, and you know, see what kind of sims we draw up. So Dave, let's run through the profile. Sure. So this is a running back out of the University of New Hampshire. Uh, only two games in his first two years at the school, then played 12 games in 2022, followed by 10 in 2022. 23 as Curtis mentioned a lot of production in those two years finishes with 417 rushing attempts for 1,959 yards that gives him 4.7 yards per carry as Curtis mentioned 24 touchdowns a running back dominator through the roof here at 0.86 had a touchdown adjusted market share rushes of uh, 0.86 Man, you then add to that 122 receptions for 1,251 receiving yards, 10 receiving touchdowns. That brings him to a receiving yards market share of 19%, touches adjusted market share of 0.47, and a total yards adjusted market share of 35 Now, obviously, you know, people would point out here that, yeah, you know, when you go to a school, smaller school like UNH and you're a player that's an NFL prospect, you're probably going to be doing things like this. And of course, you know, we do have to factor some of that into how we view a player like this. But it is really fun to see a guy put up numbers like this, get the recognition and then make his way into, uh, you know, the senior bowl and have a chance to maybe make the league and, uh, you know, get a nice payday. You're muted. That's no good. Um, So, you know, talking about the competition level for for UNH. So one thing that's fun to do with these real small schools is, you know, what do the players do when they do face um, a a school from, you know, a legitimate, um, you know, larger conference? And would you be surprised if I told you his most interesting career game came in one of those situations. It was in September of this year, 2023 UNH uh, lost just by three points on the road at central Michigan. Now central Michigan is not exactly a powerhouse, but that's a, that's they're playing up above, above their level. uh, UNH is in that case, Lob had 12 receptions for 295 yards and three receiving touchdowns in this game. Wow. He also added 30 yards on the ground and a touchdown on seven carries. So, I mean, when he had a chance to play, uh, you know, up, you know, he didn't disappoint. I mean, there are, he, there may not be a receiver uh, in this class that had a, a game with 295 receiving yards. I haven't looked at every single receiver's, uh, in a game log, I'm going to guess at the senior bowl, at least there's not a receiver with yeah. 295 yards to his name. So that is really, really interesting, but it's, I mean, these types of players, when you can do it, when you can do both things, when you don't have to come off the field, you can be uh, a passing attack, we- 
uh, weapon like this, he's going to appeal to somebody, man. This is the type of player that with a versatile skill set, a coaching staff could fall in love with. And um, he's he's on my radar. He was not on my radar coming to Senior Bowl week. This is why the Senior Bowl is such a cool event. I want to look at the Sims functionality hold on hold on hold on i I gotta just i I gotta add one thing in here uh you look at his kick return yards in some of these games and absurd to like 100 119 of course you know some of this came against fordham and richmond interestingly curtis a lot of these small schools around here i'm familiar with they are very small um it's almost like in the games against these real small ones like stonehill and stuff uh, he didn't really even get that much playing time because he has his, his lowest numbers against them. But anyways, that kick return stuff off the charts for him. I will get you I will get to gonna, the Sims now. You're going to really make me fall in love. You start talking about special teams production <laughs> on top of what he did as an offensive player. I mean, this this guy's f- flying up my my personal favorites list now. Oh, for sure. Uh, All right. So uh, what are we okay. what are we doing here? So wait, uh, you may have you may have told me that. Sorry, I, I, I got lost in the sea of kick returns. You're fine, man. So Lob checked in at 210 pounds. Yep. And let's, you know, he was, um, he, he was definitely a day three guy, but, um, you know, I think anytime you stand out at the senior bowl, you know, we can push you up maybe to the earlier portions of day three. Let's go 120 overall. Let's just see what, what we get there. All right. So we're going to look from 2013 to 2023, as we did in the episode we did yesterday. Uh, we do get some names we talked about prior oh boy oh boy so uh run down this list man this is crazy yep so you got evan hull out of northwestern uh patrick laird rashad white oh my gosh jameer gibbs (laughs) jameer gibbs we get a jameer gibbs sim for Uh, dylan freaking lob yep elijah dotson Marion Grice. Oh, I haven't heard that name in a long time. Yeah. Uh, Take one, Mizell, Josh Ferguson, Charles Sims, Charles and Sims, Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, Charles. Charles. This is a cool list, man. This is a really cool list. I mean, even if you only just got Rashad White or Jameer Gibbs, it would already already be, I mean, okay, you know, let's just put a pin in this guy and make sure that he yep. stays on our radar all offseason. Yep. But Charles Sims, I mean, that's a very, very talented player. And Deuce Vaughn, I mean, excelled despite his you know, diminutive stature. I, I'm looking at the the smaller school guys here. Maybe let's even flip over another page. Yep. And and let's see if we get any like really small school guys filtering in here that had some success. Not really, which is kind of interesting. Um, Jeremy McNichols out of Boise State. Oh, Boise State's. I, I, Kenneth Gainwell, Memphis. Kenneth Gainwell, Memphis. Yeah. I feel like these are much bigger, much bigger programs. Well, they, they are, but I mean, we're searching not, for what not, we can find. Not Alabama. Right, you know, yeah. they're not Alabama. So right. Right. Um, that's, that's what we're really looking Edo for. Edo Smith, so, Southern I Mississippi. Oh, I haven't, I haven't yeah. heard Edo Smith in a while. That's fun to say. Um, I, I'm intrigued, man. Hey, look. Buck Allen. Oh, my God. Alvin Kamara, Brees Hall, <laughs> Javorius Allen. We got some guys in here, man. Yeah. Of yeah, course, we're down, we're, the, we're down the list here. Yeah, I think I think the top the top sims, you know, those are the ones that are that that are going to stick. We'll have to see. I mean, you know, hopefully this guy has a an impressive forty. Um, that that'll really go a long way. But I mean, the bottom line is there's just not very many backs in any draft year that can boast of you know a hundred plus receptions, yep. regardless of the size of their school. That can boast uh, 
you know, the market share numbers of the game. And then, yeah, to your point, I mean, the team wrote him and, and, and he held up. So this is, this is great. This is great. I mean, this was worth the episode. This is worth the the listen. Dylan Lobb. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, I, so, so the title of the episode, Dave is sleeper or trap. I'm going to say sleeper. I'm going to say sleeper. What do do you say? Well, the first thing is, you know, I wish that in this model here, we could have incorporated, uh, you know, the wearing of a cowboy collar in high school. Cause I think that that clearly should have factored in, but, um, I'm going to he gets a boost for the comps to Jay Novacek and, uh, Mike Allstott. I think that's not, yes. So here's, here's the problem. I am going to say, so it's sleeper or trash. I am going to go or trash trap, here. Or trap. Trap. Or trap. Not, or trap. not trash. You don't call people trash. Okay. All right. Sleeper or trap. All right. I unfortunately think I have to, I have to call a trap on this just because I look through that list of the teams that this guy is playing. And I know that UNH does play some legit teams sometimes. And I think in the division sure. that they are in, they are normally a pretty good program, but there are a lot of games against tier of schools that are a step or two down from UNH. So you're getting to like small kind of like local colleges. Uh, here's, what I, here's what I will read to you from Lancier line before you lock in your take. Okay. okay? Yep. I've given this to you earlier because this is the eyes on, this is the NFL draft scout eyes on player at the senior bowl take. Okay. Yep. Uh, Dylan Lobb, this New Hampshire star is gaining more fans this week. Lobb carries a broad muscular build. He showed off his speed turning the corner during a wide flowing run on Tuesday and outran Washington State cornerback uh, Charles Smith-Wade on a post corner as a wideout during one-on-one drills on Wednesday. He's worked out his craft as a slot receiver as well. It showed last season with 68 catches for 700 yards and uh, seven receiving touchdowns. There's often concern about whether small school players can handle the jump in competition and mobile, but senior bowl executive director, Jim Nagy nailed it with the invitation for lob. He fits right in from a talent and confidence standpoint. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> not that, not that that's one man's take, right? That so, doesn't mean, mean you have to change your mind, but 
that's, uh, that's, that's lands to your line. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that that's certainly valid. Um, I think that a player like this, you probably need to find them in the right situation. Um, yeah. A team that's, that's going to find the correct way to use him. So, you know, we'll split the difference here. I think I am going to stick on, on trap for the time being all said, you, albeit though, with a lot of enthusiasm here that I hope that by the end of this cycle, I get to be more on board than I am. And I'll be hoping that he lands in a great spot, especially for a kid coming out of UNH. Yeah. If we, if we, if we get the combine invite, then, then things start heating up for yep. real. So, okay, well, let's put a pin in lob. We'll come back. That'll be fun to see uh, who is right. One of us is probably going to fail miserably uh, <laughs> on this one with this type of player. Yep. Okay, let's go to Jamari Thrash, wide receiver out of uh, Louisville here, uh, Dave. Probably the this, best name in the class, as you, yeah, as you mentioned. I, yeah, this is just an absolutely awesome name. Um, always love the Louisville unis. Uh, for those of you that are checking this out on, on YouTube, you can check out the thumbnail for the episode and, and the all blacked out kit. He looks like a pretty uh, imposing and intimidating force. Now he started his career at Georgia state and then uh, transfer portal played a fifth season at Louisville um, after having, you know, quite a bit of success in his final two years, at least at Georgia state. So let's run his profile. He, this is not a player that was uh, very much on my radar uh, before this week, Dave. Sure. So, um, just to put things in perspective here at Georgia state, just one game as a freshman six as a sophomore, uh, 2021 had 11, 2022, 12 games, 2023, 12 games. So, um, I'm trying to think here, Curtis, if, if I, I don't want to go too far in depth, I'm going to go career stuff here. Okay. Yeah. Let's just uh, do that. Let's finishes with 165 receptions. Just as a point of reference at Louisville put up 63, uh, a career receiving yards per reception of 15.53 at Louisville was at 13.62. Okay. Had 2,563 yards across 42 games. 17 receiving touchdowns in his career. Seven of them came in 2022, six in 2023. Gives him a receiving yards market share on his career of 0.28, which is actually the yards market share he put up when he was at Louisville. Uh, receiving yards uh, or receptions, YPTA was at 2.18 on his career and a receiving dominator of 0.26 across the year. However, though, uh, 0.42 in 2022 and then at Louisville last year at 0.28. So, you know, that's a good dominator rating. Definitely yeah, respectable. respectable. Um, did actually uh, add in a little bit of production too as a rusher with a rushing touchdown last season. Um, so that's kind of the quick and dirty here on Jamari Thrash. Okay. So, I mean, you know, good enough that he's not just like completely filtered out as being needing to be like a film or athletic outlier. Yep. Uh, you know, there, there's enough there statistically to, to have a little interest, even if he is going to be, you know, a much older player. So let's go over to the Sims and see what happens. Let's give uh thrash weighed in at 185 this week. Okay. And uh, he is also considered a day four guy. Let's go 105 overall. Okay. All right. We punch that in and 
we'll see what we get here. Uh, oh man, a fun name behind him in Rashad Green Sr., uh, who, if people remember, played yeah. at Florida State with Jameis Winston, and Winston just yeah. peppered him with targets. Uh, followed by Justin Hardy, Jamison Crowder, Kyle Phillips, Devin Street, Romeo Dobbs, Tony Lippett, Ryan Switzer, Trent Taylor, and Jalen Naylor. Not bad. Not bad for, for a list of, of guys that, I mean, none of these guys were early draft position. I don't actually see anyone drafted before day three on this list. And you find some guys had a little bit of success. Obviously, Crowder, uh, a really nice career. Uh, and Dobbs looks like, you know, pr- pretty solid situation here for Romeo Dobbs. So even just getting those two names when you when you're dealing in this day three territory, yeah. you know, that's pretty encouraging. And of course, we still don't even have a 40 uh, to solve for uh, for thrash here. Um, but, you know, I, I think he's going to be average speed or better. Right. So this looks like a list of guys that I think uh, with a solid 40, you know, maybe we could get him improved a little bit because a lot of the comps, uh, for those of you listening that can't see uh, what we're looking at here, we're between a 4-5 into the 4-6 territory. You know, maybe he gets a little bit more interesting if he pushes up into that 4-4 to 4-5 type of range. Uh, As a lot of the names, you know, you, you look at here, definitely nice to see a couple of hits. But these are the guys that, you know, we always felt were kind of on the precipice. If they could get in the right situation, maybe they can make something happen. Um, you know, so we'll see where Thrash can go. But love the name and hopefully, uh, you know, he blazes. When he yeah. And combo. so, you know, let's see what happens. I mean, maybe he blows up in the game and, you know, he gets steamed up real bad. I mean, looking at this list, I tend to think I'm going to go senior bowl trap over yeah. sleeper. Okay. Uh, we yeah. got about it. I'm going to call it two out of 10 hits with, with Crowder and Dobbs here. Yes. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, so I, I don't really love it that much. Um, I'm trying to keep the enthusiasm high though, because of uh, the name the recurring thing though, that people should know now, right? Like yeah. it, we haven't touched upon this in a while. You know, Curtis is, uh, you know, an optimistic guy. He's got phrases about, you know, staying positive, what have you. I tend to be a little bit more on what some might call the pessimistic side. I call it the realistic side. So, <laughs> you know, we like to we like to find a balance in between. Yeah, we are we're agreeing on this one though. Okay, we're yeah. we're agreeing on this one. We we can say there's a couple nice things in his profile, but I mean, this Sims list uh combined with his lack of uh his lack of prospect pedigree coming out of school the fact that he took until four years at georgia state to really break out and and transfer and that he's going to be one of the older wide receivers in yeah. the class i mean there's, yeah. there's quite a few flags there so yeah we hadn't even uh, we hadn't even touched upon that <laughs> that is yeah that's a problem but the name the name maybe erases two flags but it can't erase five yeah so, yeah, yeah all right that's a good point another, yeah let's move on to another wide receiver uh, a little bit of a bigger name i think it's going to be our first prospect that we talk about tonight that could be a day two type player. It's Ricky Pearsall out of Florida, wide receiver out of Florida. Uh, Pearsall checked in at 193 pounds and um, six foot on the nose this week. Uh, let's see what let's see what the the scouts on site here have had to say about Pearsall. When it comes to my tape study of this year's class, says in your line, it's hard to find a wide receiver that's more consistent than Pearsall. He's performing at the same level this week. No matter who's guarding him, showing off route running ability and consistent hands during one-on-one drills, 
There are some debates in draft rooms I expect this spring about how to value Pearsall versus Georgia's Lad McConkie, who is also starring here in Mobile, uh, uh, among slot receivers in the class. Okay, so this is Pearsall projecting as a slot receiver. Both uncover at a high rate. Pearsall has the advantage in terms of size, but McConkie is a faster player. Okay, so, you know, we were pretty excited about uh, Lad McConkie as a name uh, in, in yesterday's episode. Let's see how Pearsall's profile compares another sec guy sure so this is a guy that uh spent three years in the more or less now defunct pac-12 then transfers over to florida in 2022 to get two years in there um did not played in seven games as a freshman just recorded uh seven receptions four games in 2026 receptions then we see him get a full complement of games in his third year uh, in that season went for 48 receptions, 580 yards four receiving touchdowns, receiving dominator of 0.28. So solid season there. Then he makes his way over to Florida in 13 games, 33 receptions, 661 receiving yards. That's actually 20 uh, yards per reception puts up five receiving touchdowns. So that's a market share of receptions of 17%. Uh, Yards market share of 23 touchdowns market share of 28, leaving him with a receiving dominator of 0.25 comes back for the final year at Florida in 12 games, gets up to 64 receptions, raising his market share of receptions up to 0.23 goes for 15.16 yards per reception scores four touchdowns, gives him a touchdown market share of 0.2 receiving dominator of 0.26 so i look at that profile curtis oh and <laughs> skipping ahead of myself here we got to get uh, down to the fact rushing, my 20 yep 21 rushing attempts for 253 rushing yards but importantly five rushing touchdowns so we do like to see that giving him a total touchdown adjusted market share of 0.16 and uh yards market share of 0.21 in that last year at Florida. So this is a pretty interesting profile. You know, we'd like to have seen a little bit more production. I think earlier on, like we talked about with other players, uh, the age factor might hurt him a little bit here. Uh, but you know, as you mentioned in that competition in that slot receiver type of role, so maybe we can overlook some of the, the receiving touchdown numbers being, you know, not a season where he got to eight or nine, but still, you know, decent dominator, um, overall a profile that I think is going to pull in maybe three or four interesting comps. So he, he's pretty, he's older, man. Uh, he's already 23 and he'll turn 24 in September. So that's okay. another thing to keep in mind here. Yep. Uh, so, you know, but, but going back, you know, he was a pretty highly uh, among, amongst the guys that we're talking about, right. He was like, the biggest time guy coming out of high school. Um, you know, he was a, he was a pretty big get uh, 23rd overall uh, prospect in his state coming out uh, of high school and was a top 150 wide receiver prospect um, in that class. What so, state was that? Uh, let me, I do we know that off my page here. just uh, high school um, Arizona. Okay. Yep. Arizona. So, but he was a top 150 uh, wide receiver in the country 
um, as a senior in high school. So, I mean, that's, it's respectable. He was on the radar, goes to, goes, this is different than, than thrash, right? He didn't yep. go to a small school. I mean, going to Arizona state um, and then transferring up to Florida is more impressive than, right. uh, you know, Th- thrash's journey from Georgia state to Louisville for sure. Yep. Um, so with Pearsall, I mean, this is a, this is a chain moving profile, man. I mean, he's moving the chains in multiple ways and, you know, we love the slot receivers for fantasy purposes. Uh, let's go to the Sims and see what we can find there. Uh, from the several sites that I was looking at from a draft projection perspective and also NFL mock draft database, I'm going to go late third round on Pearsall. Let's go 90 overall. Okay. And his, his weight, Dave, was 193. All right. So we've dropped those pieces in. I'm excited to see what we come up with here um, after we finish the the search in the tool here. Yeah. Ricky Pearsall, a modern receiver for the modern game. We <laughs> <laughs> got here. Couple of interesting ones here. Ooh, yeah. So yeah, we got some names. We start off with Josh Huff, who you might remember out of Oregon back in 2010 to 2013, followed by, wow, Malcolm Mitchell out of Georgia, Ryan Switzer, Rasheed Rice, uh, Michael Wilson, Khalil Shakir, Taewon Taylor, Devin Duvernay, Des Fitzpatrick, Des Fitzpatrick, and Jordan Payton. So we get we get a hit with with Rice here for sure, um, and then we get some TBD situation going on with Michael Wilson and Shakir. Yep, I do think one of those guys ends up panning out. Let's go. Um, let's. Just humor me and exclude non-power five because he was at power five for his whole career. For sure. So we're going to get rid of like Taewon and a couple. Let's see what else we bring in. Is it it quality at all? When we do that, we bring in Rashad Green, Devin Street, and Deshaun Hamilton. So, I mean. Kind of the same type of bag. Yeah, it doesn't really improve uh, the profile much. And I mean, you're not. And again, you're not going to get a lot of hits out of this range. I mean, by the time you get to this day uh, two, day three borderline, uh, you're gonna you're gonna miss. So let's let's say Pearsall steams up a little bit, and let's push him to the earlier phases of the third round and just see what happens. Let's say it's like pick seventy. How does that change? All right. So Do pick seventy. If we exclude quality? non-power five, unfortunately, that's actually hurting his case because it's moving Rasheed Rice. Uh, but when we make that change, we leave off uh, the power five players. Uh, we don't get too much of a change here. So you got Josh Huff, Malcolm Mitchell, Michael Wilson, Sterling Shepard, Devin Shepherd. Duvernay, Ryan Switzer, Desert Patrick, Cedric Tillman, Deshaun Hamilton, Jordan Payton. So, okay. Now let's pull the power five uh, or the non power five back in. Yep. Final exercise. Okay. So we have done that, and now you get, under this case, with the increase in draft pick, the list goes Huff, Rice, Malcolm Mitchell, Taewon Taylor, Michael Wilson, Michael Wilson, Sterling Shepard, Devin DuVernay, Ryan Switzer, Desmitz Patrick, Cedric Tillman. Okay. So, I mean, it's an, it's an interesting list with a lot of TBD still on it. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I've got to call him a sleeper or a trap here. I mean, he's pretty darn old, but he's a slot receiver. And we've seen some of the older slot guys yeah. still get done. Um, man, I'm really torn. Why don't you go? Why don't you go first after looking at this profile? What do you, What do you think? It's a trap. It's um, a trap. I think it's a trap. it's a trap. I think the production came yeah, a little bit later production. than I would like to have seen. 
Um, I do think that, um, you know, it's a decent profile overall, but when I look at this, the odds of this player materializing into the type of player that's going to be impactful enough for us to be caring largely about in fantasy, I think is pretty low unless we see that, um, I'd have to run it through a model, but I think unless we see him creep up to somewhere around like 50, 55, this is likely a trap. Okay. I'm seeing that his dad is a firefighter in Arizona and okay. played at Northern Arizona. So he's got, he's got some bloodlines from a football perspective. Um, so did yeah, Rashad Perriman. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. I'm looking for special teams here. Seeing if I can find any other information. Not a lot. Uh, there he has 15 career punt returns with a 10.2 per return average. Um, you, you know, so hold yeah, on. I he, think he's completed, he's completed three out of three career passes, uh, for 111 yards and a touchdown. And, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I think when you get, when you get into this area, it's, it is just so dicey because when receivers fall into this area, it's for a reason. I mean, if they were, mm-hmm. if they're ironclad, um, locks, you know, at this position, they're not lasting this late. Right. So, right because I have to make a choice here, I'm also going to say trap. Um, but it would not surprise me if he or McConkey, one of the two, uh, and ends up having some utility. So while I'm calling him a trap, it's only because if he would to get steamed yeah. up, uh, I don't think that the profile supports it after hearing you walk through that. However, if we're talking about the third round of our rookie draft or, you know, something like that, you know, you're not a trap at that point. That's just not a player we want to overdraft. Right. I, I was going to say one thing that we probably should have done was define like in the context of the type of players we're looking at what a sleeper is or like what a trap is or what, what, more so what a trap is in this context. I'm kind of viewing it as a player that you could get excited about, but even like with where they're going to go, you, you know, I don't think the profile lends itself to being excited unless uh, I don't know exactly where I'm going with this. I don't know. It's it's, it's fine. It's I, th- fine. I think the, I think the listeners un- understand uh, the the delivery at this point. So what we will do is if we do another sleeper or trap episode, is is we will offer some criteria. I for need that. some parameters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the spreadsheet guy needs some parameters. Not surprising and totally fair. So we, yep. I will do a better job of of defining if we do All the right. exercise. But you know, hopefully everyone enjoyed hearing about Dylan Lobb, Jamari Thrash. And Ricky Pearsall, let us know in the YouTube comments what you think about these players. Do you have a strong take? Are there any other Senior Bowl players that you would like to hear us review when we are back on air Thursday night? Uh, We will consider any suggestions you have. You can also hit us on X with those suggestions as well. Uh, Dave, I think we are done. Hit the outro, sir. First, I'm just going to say I am really looking forward to the episode where we finally get to talk about Keon Coleman. It's going to come at some point, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for listening to the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. Send us questions at rvffshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at CPatrickNFL. Leave us a voicemail at 978-615-9214. And make sure to rate, review, and subscribe.